0: Okay, well, if you haven't heard of Space Busters, uh, you've probably been asleep for the last two years. Uh, I discovered uh, my friend here, Steve Falconer, and Space Busters uh, probably back in 2020. Uh, A lot of great films on germ versus terrain and uh, other uh, matters of life. Uh, So uh, I wanted to first, I guess, get kind of your origin story. You know, what uh, what started Space Busters and what you know, where uh, where did you start with the whole thing? Did this all happen for you during the during the pandemic or uh, have you been kind of awake to this craziness for a long time and then decided to start making films?
1: Yeah, uh, Space Busters. Actually, it's my best friend Ross had the channel already uh, and he had put out a a big uh, series called Nobody Owns the Air and it had. I think like six or 700,000 views. So he got monetized. Now I used to run a Facebook newspaper called truth serum news. And we had a, we have a website. It's still there. www.truthserumnews.com. So I was a writer and I used to write under the pen name. Are you sure? A R (laughs) A R E Y O U sure. Uh Um, So I, You know, I've actually known about the germ theory being bunk since about 2008. And I met uh, my good friend, Dr. Amanda Vollmer, around 2011. And uh, when I was uh, in the 90s, um, this is one of those things, you know, my dad in the 90s was a salesman, a traveling salesman. He had went down from Chicago to Phoenix and he took a flu shot. And I was living downtown Chicago. He was living out in the suburbs. And, you know, when you get these intuition feelings like, You you can't explain it. You don't know what's going on, but I hadn't talked to my dad in a while and I would never in a million years go out and drive an hour to go see him. Mm -hmm. but something was telling me something was wrong. He wasn't answering the phone. So I got in my car, drove out an hour to the suburbs and I busted in the door. I didn't have a key. I kicked it in and he was laying on the couch with five uh, like cooking pots full of piss, puke and shit around him. And he couldn't get up to get on the phone and he was dying. So I threw him over my shoulder and threw him in the car and I rushed him to the hospital and they had eight specialists flown in from around the United States And then they diagnosed him with adult onset juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which is a common vaccine side effect. But it's not common for adults because the reason kids get it is because they get 30 vaccines by the time they're six. Right. So this flu shot really messed him up badly and they spinal tapped him and they saved his life. But he's still he's 73 or four now and he's been on steroids ever since this time in the 90s. That's the way they deal with it. Uh, And it was from this vaccine. So once I had children, you know, I was like, well, do I really, I I didn't really like, do I want to give these kids this thing? And I had my own experience because I had was living in London and we had to travel around the world. And my ex-wife and I went in to get all these travel vaccines and it was a lot. I think we took like 10 in one time. And she went out partying with some friends and me two days later, I'm lying on my bunk bed and there's choir children singing to me and my father's on my bedside talk. I'm hallucinating like hell. And I know I am because my dad's in Chicago and there's no choir children on my bed. So I understand, you know, mentally this isn't happening, but it's happening. And it was right after all these shots for these travel vaccines, you know, and I felt like I was dying and I called her and she was actually fine. And I said, like, I need you to come home. Like, I'm dying. I was very angry at her because she was like, you're you're overacting. You're over, you know, like, I'm fucking dying. You know, (laughs) Uh, I I didn't die, but I was really like this. You know, this was, you know, like a psychedelic experience, but in a healing sort of way. Um, So then I thought, like, okay, do I want to give my kids this shit? You know, so I started really I went back to Dr. Jenner, who's the first official one in the West. It had been around actually earlier in Austria, Germany, and he wrote a treatise to the king. So I just went down the rabbit hole and started like, here's the guy who allegedly invented this. What happened? And then I started researching germ theory from there on out and going, oh my God, it didn't take very long to say there's no proof <laughs> that this thing even exist at all. Mm-hmm. And I got into Robert Koch and Louis Pasteur and, and they were frauds and started looking at their fraud. And I said, holy shit. And then I started looking at antibody theory and saying, like, there's, you know, the whole basis of this vaccine is that it allegedly makes these antibodies that will save you from this particle in the future. But when you start looking into antibodies, that's not what they do at all. And it doesn't matter if you have a few or a little or none, like kids who are A-gamma globulinemia, they can't make antibodies, yet they get the measles and recover and never get them again like everybody else, you know. And I started saying, "Oh my God, these things don't exist." Then I ran into my friend, Doctor Amanda Vollmer. You might know her.
0: Yes, She's, I've had her on the show. Yeah.
1: Oh, she, all right, you've had Amanda. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I met her in 2011, and we and I, I'm a I'm a big researcher into esoteric biochemistry. Oh, cool. So for people who don't know what that is, uh, the Bible, mythology, the stars, astrology, tarot they're talking about the internal chemistry works of the body and how they match the electromagnetic system that we're in Uh, the stars and the Zodiac and all that. It's an ancient system to describe how we resonate. And for people who don't know what resonance is uh, on a music term, if you put a guitar in one room in your house and tune the strings to a certain frequency, you can shut all the doors, all the windows, all the walls, And you can tune another guitar to the same frequency exactly three rooms down. And when you hit the E string on the one guitar in the one room, the other ones, the other string will start vibrating, even though the sound waves couldn't possibly go through the walls, the hallways, the windows, the doors, right? There isn't a physical wave traveling to them. They both immediately will start vibrating. It's called resonance.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So when you're in tune with something uh, evil or good in fear or love or anything like this, you will start to resonate with the other thing immediately with no time. And this is the ether, you know, Einstein got rid of the ether. It's timeless. And when you start to look into these things and say, okay, you've had it yourself or like the phone rings and you know, it's your mother, you know, you've had this, everyone's had this or mothers have had this, like their children died in a car crash and they woke up in their sleep and they just knew, like for some reason, they knew that there, something happened and it did. The and that was the same, out. I think, with my dad, like mm-hmm. there was no reason I would go out and see him. Something happened that told me that you need to get in your car right now, <laughs> despite your busy life and go out and see your father, you know, uh, and this is called residence. So this is a very real phenomenon. And this phenomenon itself is at the heart of why we've all fallen for germ theory. There are other explanations. It is true. Like, as, as you've seen my film, they couldn't get anyone sick. No experiment ever has taken healthy people, exposed them to the fluids, close contact, or injected them with sick people and made them sick ever. Right. Joined twins have not given each other measles, the flu, chicken pox, this and that. But it is true. When you see a chicken pox party, it's true. Like three of the kids do immediately start expressing chickenpox, but the other seven don't. And we never ask, why didn't the other seven express chickenpox? We look at the three who did and go, there it is. That's the germ. It's the, it's the bug. It's the measle, right? Yeah. But if it's the bug and the measle, why didn't the other seven? And the reason is because the chicken pox at that age and stage is the body trying to get rid of fibrins. And just like plants and trees tell each other, there's a threat in the environment. So can the human uh, morphologic or bioresonant fields talk to each other and communicate and say, it's now time for you to remove your fibrin, your dead fibrin. Mm -hmm. But If you're not ready to remove your dead fibrin, you are not in resonance with the person who is ready. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Mm -hmm. Just like the guitar. If this guitar is tuned flat of E and this guitar is tuned sharp of E and you hit the E flat string, this one won't vibrate. They have to both be tuned exactly to E flat, E or E sharp. Mm -hmm. And this is what we mistake for a lot of what we think are contagion is. Yes. If there are three kids at the chicken pox party, who do need their fibrin removed because it's dead and they're growing. Do you notice these diseases happen at growth spurts always? Yeah. Why aren't there chicken pox parties when you're 12 or three? (laughs) You know what I mean? The chicken pox party always happens at the same age when kids go through their first major growth spurt and they stop drinking their mother's milk. They used to breastfeed kids till they were four. So they're getting all of the potassium chloride and all of the mother's milk minerals. Now your mom has to go to work six weeks after she gave birth to her, She gets fired. So you're on a formula bottle that does not have natural real minerals that are in real breast milk. They're not there. They have the vitamins, but they don't put the minerals in. So these kids all start expressing this thing, but not all of them because they're not ready. Okay. And this is resonance, but we don't, You know, pharmaceuticals say, oh, that that's a pseudoscience. That's not real. And you're like, "Okay, well, how is it that women who move into a house together or work together, their periods all start happening at the same time? What's that? Is it a virus, a period virus? No, it's resonance i actually i actually
0: (laughs) looked into the whole like period thing too because i was using that as an example the entire time and it seems like that's not even for certain either though i mean i don't know maybe i didn't look at the right studies but it seemed like there was some kind of like iffiness about that whole thing
1: yes because it's resonance so okay it's just like the chicken pox parties if you put 30 women in a house together Those who are on the same frequency level together in mind, thought, spirit, vibration, body, they will sync up.
0: Okay. You see what
1: I'm saying? Like if you're if, if a guy walks into a party and he's you ever you've been there, you're at a party and it's great. And then this weird person walks in and his vibe brings the room down, right? Yeah. You ever seen this like this or, or a happy person walks in suddenly everybody's laughing and they weren't laughing before this one person raises the room. Right. It's that it's if you are resonating with something else on the same resonance, you will connect just like the guitar strings do. If you are not, you won't. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, like we've all had it when we were younger you and your brother got sick with the flu or the cold or whatever. And your mom and your sister and dad are walking around the house. They are right next to you, taking temperatures and giving you all your water. And, you know, like, even when I was a kid, they were giving a soda and ice cream and terrible shit. You should never get it. <laughs> <Right. laughs> but your mom didn't get sick and she's sitting there every two hours with a thermometer in your mouth. Right. Yeah. Why didn't she get sick? Because she's not resonating. You're healing because you're lower. And your mom's having a different resonance. So she doesn't get sick because it's not a virus. It's resonance. Your dad had a shitty fucking week at work and can't imagine how he's going to pay the bills. And he's feeling awful. (laughs) And he's down with you. And you start resonating. And sure enough, just like trees and plants, he will start a detox. Not because you caused it or gave him anything, because he also is toxic from his mental condition his acidic pH, his diet, his stress, his worry, everything else, local environmental toxins in your water, your food, you eat the same dinner and, you know, you're breathing Mm -hmm. the same air. Nobody opens their windows in the winter. So you're all breathing like this gas factory, you know what I mean? Florence Nightingale, she's famous, the nurse everyone knows. All these 30 guys were in this room together in this hospital and they were sick as shit. All she did was come in and open the windows every day for three hours. And within two weeks to two months, they all healed. Yeah. All of them.
0: Yeah. Fresh air. Yeah, they were breathing important.
1: each other's shit. Now, Florence Nightingale, though, she didn't get sick even when the windows were shut. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because these guys are sick and resonating and healing. Florence Nightingale's having a good old time. So it didn't affect her, but it can. Just like these stories where the guy puts his wife under the. The covers and he's eating Taco Bell or whatever all night and he farts and kills her. You've seen these stories where like <laughs> yeah. eating, right? the guy kills Dutch his one. wife with a Dutch oven <laughs> because you're all expelling gas out your butt and your mouth. Like this yeah. is, you know, it's an excretory system. You're expelling toxic gas. You know it yourself when you smell diarrhea or somebody burps and you're like, Jesus, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the reason you leave the room from a bad fart is because it's poisonous. Right.
0: So here's my question, though, because this has been a hard thing for me, too. Um, so like take take, for instance, like the Spanish flu experiments, the Rosenau experiments, where yeah. they had all these guys, you know, in, uh, you know, uh, exposed to everything possible, uh, exposed to the sick people, and none of them got sick. So wouldn't you think if, if this were true? Wouldn't there be some of them on the same resonance? And wouldn't they have gotten sick? Exactly. And
1: that's the crazy thing about it is yeah. you would think at least one of those guys. Yeah. Would have been resonating and got it this way. Right. Yeah. But when you look at the Rosenau experiments, they screen them meticulously to make sure these guys had not had a flu, had never had the flu, were always healthy. When you look at the hmm. the the first paragraph of the Rosanaugh experiments. Yeah. They made sure these guys never got the flu ever. It's not like they weren't sick right now. They got the healthiest hundred volunteers they could find who never had a history of sickness. Why, why did those guys never get sick like all the rest of us? And these are military guys. These are hard ass motherfuckers, man. You know what I'm saying? These are the mentally cream of the cream of the crop. You see it? I mean, these are mentalists. The best soldiers, you know, in the in the Navy SEALs and in the special operatives, you don't get through if you're a wussy. You don't you don't make it through. You are hard as nails to get there. So they didn't for some reason believe this would happen to them and it didn't happen to them. Now, if you got a weak sickling, so if you didn't screen them so much and say, let's say they got 100 healthy volunteers who are prone to the flu. Mm -hmm. Right. That would be a really interesting experiment to see what happened. If you got a hundred sickly soldiers who don't happen to be sick right now, but they do have a history of getting the flu every year, would they have got the flu?
0: Interesting, but
1: they didn't do the experiment. So this is conjecture. Yeah. But do you see what I'm saying? Because, and this is the trouble we run into with placebo, nocebo uh, bioresonance morphogenetic fields, Um, Bruce Lipton, you know, the, the biology of belief. Yeah, because big pharma's whole system is based on germ theory and the idea of contagious viruses. They will never, ever, 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 ever seriously fund any studies like this because an idiot no idiot would take down a trillion dollar empire
0: you know so yeah of course
1: they just call it pseudoscience it's quack they they label yeah. it quackery pseudoscience any anything that proves this Dr. Emoto's experiments or Vera, uh, Vita Austin's experiments with the water yeah, crystals man. you've seen Her water is writing her initials back to her and answering questions and drawing her pictures. As we know now, DNA is theoretical. There's Mm -hmm. no proof. There's a double helix DNA. It's never, never validated. It's, it's all theoretical nonsense, Mm -hmm. but it is wrapped in water. So you're saying, is it the DNA? Is it the water around the DNA? Like Vita Austin saying, is it that that's programming the DNA, or does DNA have anything to do with this? Because Bruce Lipton, they took cells and took out the nucleus of the cells with the DNA and RNA in it. They removed them. And the cells lived and functioned for two or three months normally and did all their processes until they died. But without any DNA or RNA instructions, they went on and did everything they were supposed to do, reacting to everything with no DNA or RNA in them. They took the whole freaking nucleus out. Then, when it was time to die, they didn't duplicate. So, we do know that part of the theory is true. When it's time for a cell to go through apoptosis, which is cell death, or or necrosis through poisoning death, it does seem like it is a pretty good. Uh, it's a theory still, but it, it seems it seems pretty. Uh, plausible <laughs> that they can't multiply without the dna but the dna and rna might actually only be the instructions for replication mm-hmm. that's it they they don't have anything to do with anything except replication and there are other theories that what you know gaston Nissans and antoine bechamp found um the bible funny enough you know it says like from dust we come and from dust we return yeah there are theories that actually the somatids, what, what bacteria and microsoma and, and fungus and yeast and spores come from, is actually the building block of life. And Dr. Robert O. Young saw this. He was looking at a blood cell under a, a light microscope, and he saw bacteria come out of the blood cell, then pleomorph and do that. It didn't come from, it came out of the blood cell.
0: Yeah. I oh, him, he's great. You know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah. So the you know, it, it's very possible that the ancients somehow <laughs> knew all this molecular biology that we're learning. Very possible that DNA is needed to for the cell to reproduce itself, but that it's totally pointless. And that when you say, Oh, my family has a history of heart failure and heart attack and strokes, it's like, yeah, because your mom. Eats potatoes, gravy, steak, (laughs) and stresses out over the news, and you learned all your eating and behavioral habits from your mom, and now you eat potatoes, gravy, steak, and stress out over the news, And, and she got it from her mom, and her mom, and her dad, you know, so is it DNA, or are you learning shit life choices, because when you're a kid, the Jesuits say, give me a child till he's seven, and we'll make them a Jesuit for life. Mm-hmm. And and they know this now that like your subconscious programming that runs eighty percent of your life is formed like a tape recorder from age zero to seven, so it's very hard. You know, when you're driving a car and you're singing a song and thinking about the bills or your girlfriend, you know, like mm-hmm. who's driving the car? You're not looking at the traffic. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking about everything else and singing the song. Well, somebody's driving the car and looking around behind you through the rear. You know who's driving the car? Well, that's your subconscious. You don't need to check the mirror consciously. You don't need to go. Now I'm going to look through the side view mirror and see who's, if there is a, you know what I mean? Like just do. It's like, if I throw a ball at you right now, you just catch it. Right. You have no idea of the trillion processes of molecular power and processing that went through your hand, grabbing this ball instantly. Right. Mm-hmm. It just is. And people say, oh, well, creation, there has to be a God because it's intelligent creation. You're like, you, <laughs> you don't even understand your own intelligent creation behind catching a ball or jumping over a garden hose because you thought it was a snake out of the side of your house. <laughs> like
0: out, you know? now, a lot of people it think that stuff is. passed down like spiritually, too. What do you think about that? Like the generational trauma and stuff like that? Do you, do you think that's part of it?
1: I think that could be contained in the water. Okay. Not the DNA. Right. Uh, They say it's in the DNA, but I would ask anyone, can you show me proof of that? Because what I can show you proof of is people like Vita Austin or Dr. Emoto, where you can put a thought into a water molecule saying, I hate you. I love you. And instantly it will change to really bad crystallization and kill the rice or kill the plant. I can show you that, but I cannot show you any proof that my ancestral heritage is passed. down yeah, DNA. True. Yeah. Can you, have you ever seen anything like that?
0: No, no. Yeah. There's a lot, you know, a lot of people come up with theories and uh, it's hard to kind of pinpoint why they believe those things. But as far as the DNA, I've been telling people, you know, it's it's been a big thing with the whole like in the gene editing and stuff with the with the vaccines. And I've been telling people like I don't know a lot about it, but I've been telling people like I don't know if that's really possible, like if they can really do what they're saying they can do. So what do you think about the whole like, you know, fear of gene editing and DNA editing with the with the vaccine thing?
1: Yeah, well, that's I mean that's just an amazing point and I'm on the same page as you. Mm-hmm. It, DNA and Crick th- it's theoretical. What DNA is, what it looks like if the only reason they think it's double helix is they see it crushed under an electron microscope after it's been poisoned and put through like 70 chemical processes, it's yeah. two dimensional through a still slide. Nobody has ever seen DNA. Nobody ever, it's as theoretical as germs and viruses, you can't see DNA. It's a theory and it's a two-dimensional flat microscope slide of a dead particle that's been poisoned with formaldehyde, acid, acetone, you know, washed, frozen, chopped into my, so you tell me, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) can there be a truth to a theory that is based on a flaw? an artifact, as they call it. Is it really like that in a living body when you don't have a technology to see that? The closest we had was Gaston Nessance, this guy. He had this uh, microscope that he developed called the somatoscope. Now, this thing had 30,000 times amplification. Now, we still don't know how he made it. And Dr. Kaufman told me that his microphone apparently is still around, so we could reverse engineer it. His Microscope? Yeah, Gaston Nesson's made this thing called the somatoscope. It had 30,000 times amplification, and you could see live cultures moving. So you could take live tissue that's not dead yet and observe particles coming out of cells, morphing into different other particles. But the best light microscope, our modern science who put man on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: a whole nother story.
1: Yeah, without going there. (laughs) It goes to 20,000. So this guy, every once in a while comes a person who he's just above, you know, these Nikola Tesla's if he's even legit, but we still can't even make with all of our modern science and cell phones and nanotechnology. We can't fucking build this guy's microscope and it's 10,000 times more magnifications. The only tool we know that can observe moving, living real tissue in biology So we use electron microscopy, which can go, I'm not so certain. I think it's a hundred thousand times zoom, but don't quote me. I'm not a microscope expert, but Mm -hmm. I think it's much more than that. However, you have to kill the tissue, poison it, stain it, dye it, slide it, freeze it, then heat it up, bombard it. And then you're not even looking at the tissue. You're looking at the chemicals you put on the tissue that light up the, the electrons. So, you know, you don't have metal in your cells but you can't see your yourselves under an electron microscope unless because it's looking for metal. Mm-hmm. So they stain everything with metal and then they're looking at what did the metal coat? You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. the, if the invisible man walked into your room right now yeah. and you're like, I've got you bastard. And you threw some paint over him. And then the paint you know, <laughs> fell over him. And you're like, I've got your outline. <laughs> That's what electron microscopy is. They've thrown paint over the invisible man. So you can kind of see him but it doesn't draw every single eyelash feature in this. It just, you see, it's a man, right? That's kind of a good example of what they're doing. So all they're doing is looking at still pictures and going, well, we think inside of that is the, this ball of genetic material wrapped in protein. (laughs) You say, but from what? And they're like this picture you say, but where's your proof? Like you don't have any proof. They're like, no, no, no. It's just a theory. It's germ theory. There's no proof about it. And the the reason is we don't have the technology yet, besides Nassau, to to observe this. But he did. He observed that bacteria were returning to micro spores that are almost dust, as the Bible says. And when there's a problem in the body, these spores are like, uh, what do you call them, Uh, lycanthropy. You know, we have the stories of like shape changers into vampires and werewolves. The yeah. only real example that we know of in real history of lycanthropy is these little spores can turn into a rod-shaped bacteria that looks like a Tic Tac a, a candy, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: if that can't eat the toxins or do the job of the, the chemical reaction it's supposed to do to, to change the toxin or remove it, it can change into this uh, weirder, like, you weird know, or uh, gummy bear form. And if that doesn't work, it can change again into this other like worm-looking form that we call yeast, and if that doesn't work, it can change you in another one, which we call like a, a fungus, you know. So and then if you kill them, which is what Robert Koch did, the reason IG Farben and all these chemical. Have you ever looked at antibiotics inside a pill? Have you ever actually looked at a clear antibiotic pill? No. OK, well, if, if you ever they do make them, if you ever look at an antibiotic where the capsule is half clear, You'll see all these little balls of pink, neon pink, neon blue, neon green, neon yellow, neon red. There's these little balls in there of these neon colors. They're paint. IG Farben and all these chemical companies were paint companies. So back in the day when Robert Koch, with their old microscopes, he was trying to study bacteria on slides, but he couldn't see them. So he got dye from the petrochemical companies, IG Farben and all that, and dyed the slides because it was easier to see them when they were purple or blue or yellow or green because when they were clear, he couldn't see. But what they started to find out was the paint was so toxic that it was ripping holes in the bacteria in the slides that are there to help clean out your toxins. And it made the bacteria die. They can't die. They just return to a spore form and can come back. They've bombarded them with a, like a radiation, like, you know, enough radiation to allegedly kill anybody. Like, these things just keep coming back stronger and stronger. But the reason antibiotics are around is because a Koch's <laughs> was looking through microscopes and figured out his antibiotics, his bacteria died when he dyed his slides with Ig Farben chemicals of paint. Mm-hmm. So they started putting paintballs into pills and whenever you have a bacterial infection which is your own bacteria coming to help neutralize toxins in your body yeah it's true when you eat paint that's toxic to bacteria it kills the bacteria and yeah you got rid of the bacteria infection the problem is you didn't get rid of the the reason the bacteria were there in the first place environment right You've got swollen tonsils because the whole reason you have tonsils is you breathe in toxins through your mouth and these tonsils are hanging in the back of your throat to catch it. So it doesn't go into your lungs and your body, but now you've got these tonsils with all this toxins. So the bacteria come to the tonsils to chemically mutate them, eat them and change them into something you can get rid of. And now you have tonsillitis, strep throat this and what do they do? They cut out your tonsils. (laughs) And they wow. give you antibiotics, which is paintballs. They're feeding you paintballs because, yeah, it does kill the bacteria. But now the problem is the toxins are still there and the bacteria were supposed to get rid of the toxins. Right.
0: What about some? Do you think that they're ever useful in like a life threatening situation when it's become like to- the toxicity and, you know, bacteria as a response has become so overrun? And like, what about situations like gangrene and stuff like that? Yes,
1: yeah, well that's yeah now you're talking about sepsis but yeah there is a time because if th- this is what this is what uh Nason's and also Bechamp had already figured out th- this is the weird thing about bacteria if they're just in little rod form like little candy uh, tick-tock tick-tack form right if you kill them they go back to a spore for a little time but their job is to get rid of the toxins so now they're, they're smart these bacteria are smart so they say shit well, if I come back like a TikTok tech, tack, I can't eat this because there's a, there's a, these people are putting antibiotics in me and it knows that that'll kill it. So it mutates. It's called pleomorphism shape changing right. and it shape changes into a yeast infection, a yeast form that can handle the antibiotics. Right. Okay. And if you kill that with stronger antibiotics, it goes, shit. Now I'm coming back as this fungal form, which is bigger, meaner, nastier, right? The hospitals go, we have these super bugs running around our hospitals. And you're like, you know why only hospitals have super bugs and not anyone else's house? Because you're the only fuckheads giving antibiotics <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, yeah. You made the super bugs. Just leave wow. them alone and let them eat their toxin. So, yes, there is a time where let's say you just had a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a swollen glands or sore throat and you only needed some little Tic Tac looking bacteria to eat them. But you, these hospitals kill them 20 times with back, antibiotic paint, paintballs. balls. Yeah. Then now all of a sudden you're going to have a, a, a fungal infection in there because it's the only thing it can come back as that's strong enough to fight it. And it's they go, oh, we have, these, we have these antibiotic resistant super drugs. You're like, of course, <laughs> that's the job of bacteria. That's the job. It's like whatever you throw at me, I'm going to come back and whoop your ass. And they're doing it. They're making it. So, yeah, if you're being eaten alive because of gangrene or something, which is sepsis. Mm -hmm. So now this is what people. it's a good question. And I'll I'll explain it. So, you know, when you go do aerobics class, you're dancing Mm -hmm. aerobics, right? Yeah. It's called aerobics because it, it puts oxygen into your blood and your system. That's the reason you're dancing around and breathing heavy is you're oxygenating your system. That's called aerobic. That's why it's called aerobics, oxygen, living system. Anaerobic means no oxygen, like a dead corpse. Like the body's dead. It stinks. Flies are flying around it. It's (laughs) rotting. You know, you see, you find like a rotten animal on the side of the road. It's not, there's no oxygen in that tissue. That fucker's dying. Right. Right. What they found out, what both Nassans and Béchamp found out is that these bacteria are pleomorphic. Not only can they change their shape but they can change their internal biochemistry to either live in an oxygen-rich environment or an oxygen-devout environment. In other words, they can change from aerobic to anaerobic. They can live in dead, rotting, acidic tissue, eat that tissue, and as soon as it's gone, they will either go back to spore form or they can rechange their biochemistry back to an oxygen form. In other words, if you and I found a dead corpse on the road with some bacteria in it, that was anaerobic living in dead rotting you know bird tissue from roadkill Mm -hmm. if we transplanted that right into our own arm and this has been done by many scientists they've eaten them injected them inhaled them they immediately turn into another form of bacteria that can live in your oxygen healthy environment they switch wow see and this has been done there have been doctors and scientists who have eaten anthrax all what we're told are like the the most toxic bacteria on earth. Right. It's not people say, Oh, well, if you, if you leave a potato salad out in the garden for two weeks, I dare you to go eat it while it's all fuzzy. And you're like, yeah, but it's not the bacteria in that potato salad. It's the byproduct." Right. You see what I'm saying? It's the poisonous shit. That's yeah. That they're trying Mm -hmm. to eat. Mm -hmm. It's the same with alcohol. They use actually sometimes anaerobic, but also sometimes aerobic bacteria to make alcohol. Now, if you drink two bottles of vodka and you get alcohol poisoning and you need your stomach pumped or are going to die, it's not the bacteria in the vodka. You see what I'm saying? It's right. the it's the it's the ethanol and the, and the alcohol in the vodka that the bacteria made. This is where we get wrong in germ theory. It, the bacteria they don't mean anything. It's the waste product that they're there to eat, clean, and remove. It is poisonous. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you only find those weird, normally it's anaerobic bacteria because they're in a rotting corpse. Like, you, if you were hungry, you wouldn't go eat a rotting bear that you found in the woods that had been sitting there for three months. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You just know, like, don't eat that thing, even yeah. if you cook it up there. But it's not the bacteria in there. And this is where the germ theory got it wrong because they said, well, uh, when someone died of scarlet fever, for instance, they, they said, oh, well, we found um, or, or let's say tuberculosis. That's a good one. Everyone says, well, don't a million and a half people die of tuberculosis here? You say, yeah. Hmm. And they say, well, tuberculosis is a bacteria found in the lungs. Of, and, and that's the cause. That's the reason you died of lung uh, pneumonia is the, the, the bacteria gave you pneumonia and killed you. So and they they say, well, we know this because we find these pleomorphic bacteria that can change shape depending on the environment and can change their own constitution to live in oxygen environment or oxygen free. And they say, well, we found these same bacteria in 20 of these dead people who died of tuberculosis. And so it's the it's the bacteria. Right. What they don't tell you is they found that same bacteria in 20 people who didn't die of it. And they also found 20 other people who died of tuberculosis who didn't have any of those bacteria in them.
0: <laughs> are there, studies, there, there are studies that show that, right? That they found yes. that bacteria all over the place. Yeah. But sometimes
1: they don't even find them there. Yeah. So You say if, if the bacteria cause tuberculosis, you should find it every single time, right? If it's yeah. a bacterial infection
0: right. and
1: just like you saw with the Spanish flu, they blamed that on Pfeiffer's bacillus, an alleged pathogenic bacteria, which means it'll kill you. Yeah. That makes you ill, right? But they were injecting these guys with nine nine strains of Pfeiffer's bacillus in their taking boogers, lung mucus, scraping off the back of the throat, injecting it into your eye pores, your nose, your mouth. They made some guys swallow fucking boogers in a cup, <laughs>
0: right? Poor so bastards. If back to, and then no one got sick. Yeah. It's insane. You know, and, it's insane. And there's
1: another guy here. I've I not I probably, I probably, I don't know if I can share a screen, but I'll yeah, just absolutely.
0: Uh, uh, let me I just... don't know
1: if I can read this. Uh,
0: there there were
1: three doctors, Dr. Frazier, Dr. Wait, and Dr. Powell. Uh, I'm going to read you about Dr. Powell from California. Sure. Um, and this is from Eleanor McBean's book, the poison needle from 1954. If people want to get the, I don't know. Can I share my screen? Maybe yeah, I can. you can I, I oh, just, share uh, screen. Okay. Uh, hold on. Uh, how do I do it? Preview. Here we go. Dr. Thomas Powell, share. Then I'll make this big. Can you see that? Yes, sir. Okay. Numerous experiments with germs conducted in the past have conclusively proven that bacteria does not and cannot produce disease in a healthy organism. Years ago, Dr. Pettenkoffer, professor at University of Vienna, came to the conclusion that germs alone do not produce pathology, meaning they don't make illness or make you sick. And for years defended his position from the lecture platform and in his writings on more than one occasion, he and his assistants swallowed the contents of glasses containing millions of living cholera germs. Remember we were all told about the cholera epidemic. Yes. They drank cholera straight from the tap in England that said that it had cholera. Nobody got sick. Dr. Powell of California, who is believed to have taken more germs than any other man challenged his medical colleagues to produce a single disease by injecting germ only not the poisonous shit right like not the potato salad with all the rotting crap or not the dead pig just the germs he was inoculated with cholera bubonic plague he also did anthrax and bacteria of every kind which was fed to him in foods and nothing happened to the guy and this was, you can read this yourself in the hygienic laboratory Bulletin one, two, three from February, 1921 yeah. for the proof of contagious diseases. Nothing happens to them.
0: I've heard Nothing. this story. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Right. So it's not that the, 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 the problem they have, it's the same with like rabies and things. It's not the germ. It's that the germ is there to clean up poisonous, toxic, decaying waste through various process of chemical, you know, um, yeah. And, uh, well, transmutation really, but yeah. So be, it's like saying, well, the rooster crows before sunrise. Therefore, rooster crowing causes the sun to rise, right? <laughs> right? Or saying we always find firemen at a fire. Therefore, firemen cause fires, right? Yep. Correlation doesn't equal causation. That's not how it works, you know? And that is the problem with germ theory, is the guys back in the day who came up with these theories, they're pretty good theories. Yeah. Just like leech letting and bloodletting, right? But j- just because it's a good theory doesn't mean that it's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Right. And yeah. academics, like you you'd think academics would catch on, but they're they lose their minds when you tell them about this stuff. Oh, what do you think the remedy is for, for people like that? I mean, those are the most closed minded people that I come in contact with people in academia.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I actually disagree, but Stefan Lanka right. says what you're saying. And, um, so did Patrick uh, Henningse of uh 21st century. Wire. we were talking? I, I I'm more conspiratorial. <laughs> so I smell a rat, but, Okay. Stefan Lanka's point on it, which, and he's, a, you know, he's a fucking virologist, and molecular biologist. He said, it's not that the virologists are purposely trying to deceive you and me and ever, all of us here. It's that they're taught, this is how you do the procedure. This is how you interpret it. And so he says they themselves have been deceived because they're so busy learning their Latin languages for all these dumb diseases and procedures. They <laughs> don't have time to actually question like the logic of this.
0: Well, I think it's both. I I agree with both. I think there's there's it's 50 50. Some people know and don't want to sacrifice their careers or be in an uncomfortable position. Um, And some people are just ignorant. I've seen both.
1: I think so. Yeah. And I think also, like, as you know, you know, we all have egos. None of you have one. I have. We all have one. I'm not like Mother Teresa or some shit. But, (laughs) you know, imagine put yourself in a virologist's shoes or even even worse like a professor of you know epidemiology at some at harvard or, or yale or you know mit so you've got six books out you've been teaching you're a tenured professor for 30 years or something then you find out your every book you write is bullshit your old <laughs> everything you teach is bullshit and all you're really qualified to do is pour lattes at starbucks <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because your whole profession is a right. crock of shit. Debunked. Mm-hmm. Do You really think like they're going to go from profess. You know what I mean? Like, do you think their ego will let them admit that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's I definitely some, them. some people know. I can tell there's something like, you know, McCullough. I know he knows. I know that motherfucker knows just by the yeah. look on his face, you know, and, and then you look up hit all the money that he makes. I posted this in one of my episodes, all the money he's getting from big pharma, even like vaccine companies. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, Boston okay. Knows,
1: yeah. Fauci knows these Jesuit. <laughs> these Jesuit wankers, they know. Oh yeah. Bill Gates knows for sure, you know, but, but mm-hmm. I'm saying the virality, the middlemen, the henchmen, let's call them. I'm saying I don't actually think they know. And one of the problems, uh, I think his name was Dr. Dennis McHugh and McCohen, M-C-O-E-I-N. Uh, he said, you know, he, he himself was in the, in the profession. He said the weird thing was when you go to a university, he said the medical students have their own medical library. So, you know, you and me go to college and we're over in the pleb library. But if <laughs> you and I go as doctors, we got our own library. And he said, strangely, all the books from Antoine Béchamp you know uh, Claude, Bas- uh, uh, Claude Bernard, Bernard um, and you know Gaston Nasons, all the books, even even Pasteur's private diary, which came out from Princeton in ninety four eight. Don't quote me, ninety or four seven, which admitted he was a fraud. He wrote his yeah, own. I diary. have the book. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, you read it, but they're not in the 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 library for the med school. That's what this guy Doctor McEwen said. He said they're not in their library. So the med student, he, he, he doesn't even have time to go in the library anyway. He's told these are the eight books this year for the curriculum, right? We all go to college and they're like this season, we're studying this book, that book, that book, that, 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 that seven books. That's a lot. Nobody can read seven books in a year. Yeah.
0: It's all prescribed. Really
1: stress yourself, you know, and learn them like, and they're learning a Latin weird language. Yeah, you know that their language doesn't say amount. They say the assays used for detection of limit study. Like, what the fuck is an assay? You've got to look it up yourself and go, oh, amount detection. You know, (laughs) so they're learning this weird Latin language that's put these strange names on normal everyday words to make it sound all fancy. Yeah, they don't have time to read 14 more books. You know, opposing what they're learning, and those even if they wanted to and had the time, they're not in their library. So it, and it, to me, I'm conspiratorial. I believe it's been set up this way.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. Uh, yeah. I mean, studying this stuff has opened my eyes to just how set up all the institutions are. I mean, if, and if you I'm sure you know all about secret societies and how yeah. they infiltrate everything. I mean, when you learn about that stuff, it's like, how can you not know that this is like there's a construct to this? You know, it's a superficial construct that they they created. Um, mm. but we don't know because
1: we did. I did a movie, I, I co made a movie about two or one and a half years back with Dr. Andrew Kaufman called Hippocratic Hypocrisy, where we went through the history of this scam. Okay, how it got set up, we went through the players, how they did it, everything. The oh. problem is, they didn't know this. I've got uh biochemistry books from the 1940s where this was common knowledge, but that's you know, seven generations, you know, five, four, seven generations ago. We don't know it now. They knew during the Spanish flu that it was vaccines. They figured it out. The anti-vaccination leagues, the anti-vaxxers aren't new. They've been around since the yeah. 18th in Croydon, England, to USA, to Romania, to Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. This is not new, but the problem is all it takes is two generations of brainwashing kids in school yeah and it's forgotten. We're like, Oh yeah, it was a virus. So the Spanish flu. You're like, nobody was in Spain. It was neutral in the war and the German subs, like I showed you in the movie, there. nobody said food on Spain. How do you, you, know, but all it takes is two generations of brainwashing until everyone's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. history is not what you're told. So, you know, we would probably be shocked if you and I went back in a time machine right now and talked to someone in 1919, I bet your ass they'd be like, yeah, fucking these guys, these cunts just jabbed. Us. You know, they would be talking just like we are. Yeah, and you'd yeah. be shocked. You'd be like, oh my god, these people are awake. Then how come we're not awake a hundred years later? And it's because the victors write the history books.
0: Absolutely, so and they're, they're
1: like, ah, oh, screw you. You know, uh, yeah. And it will ha- if we don't sort this now, it will happen a hundred years from now. All these poor people who are dying from these COVID jabs, and there are a lot of them. Yeah, maybe millions because VARS is underreported by you know 99%. -hmm. They're just you know, it's very possible if we don't stop this, that in a hundred years they'll be looking back now going, Oh, yeah, the 2018 COVID (laughs) 19, just like we look at the the 2018 Spanish flu. You see what I mean? Yeah, they might be saying the exact same thing about us, yeah, or monkey pot or whatever they're going to kill us with next. So it's really important. We have a chance that they didn't have is they didn't have the internet. Yeah. They were all just walking around like believing the newspaper and their doctors, you know, like, Oh, well, I take the injections. (laughs) We have a real chance here with, with the technology we have to stop this crap. Yeah. But if they win, they will be reading about us the same in a hundred years. I promise you, you know,
0: I believe it. And the, the way those, you know, bloodlines are passed down in the secret societies and all that, I mean, they can just keep doing this. You know what I mean? They're such a tight knit group that just from generation to generation. So um, yeah.
1: And they did it. it to them. And you know, what we're going through right now is isn't even as bad actually as 1918. They did they're doing the same playbook, but we haven't even had that as many deaths as they allegedly did. Now that's another story because I haven't seen any facts. And I looked, they say like 50 or 60 million people died. I don't then. believe it.
0: I never have you it. seen any
1: facts? If you do have them, send them to me.
0: No, I never I've always questioned that. Nobody else, like everybody keeps saying that statistic. And I'm like, how do you know 50 million people died? I mean, because look at how they fudge the numbers now. Yeah you know, with flu deaths and all these other things. Like, why do you, why do you, what makes you think they wouldn't do that back then?
1: Yeah. And don't you think it would have been easier back then because there's no computers or anything like it would, back then you could just have the newspaper say anything you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it is still actually
1: kind of like that today. If you actually look like, if you ask most people, Oh, they go. Oh, yeah. Well, the reason I know there was a the real COVID is real is because the, the, the running death totals at two point five million deaths, this net. And, and you say, yeah, but I looked at the the world mortality rates for the last 75 years. I've done that in three films now. And in 2020 and 2021, it was seven point six people per thousand who died in, for, of whatever. It doesn't matter, COVID or anything. Mm-hmm. Out of every thousand people in 2020 and 2021, 7.612, whatever people died. But when you go back 70 years, it's the lowest in 70 years. There used to be eight people, nine people, 10 people. It's the lowest two freaking years in 70 something years of history. So, where is this pandemic? Like, the fact is, I don't care if they got run over by cars, hit by a frisbee, <laughs> you <laughs> know, or like died of COVID. If there's a world global pandemic, we should see that go up to eight or nine or t- you know something. Yeah. It didn't, and you're like, well, the the the, the scientific fact is less people died. Now it'll be interesting yeah. to see now when because there's a lot of morticians. You know, apparently a lot of people are dying now, so yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the 2022 and three numbers. Yeah. But anyway, that doesn't match up. And you have to say there cannot be a global pandemic if if more people died in 2018. And then what people never think is when every flu season, they reset the records in January. So they go, okay, the total flu deaths in 2018 were one point two million people worldwide died of the flu. Right. And then in 2019, it starts over. But go Mm -hmm. look at the covid counter. It's still going from late 2019 to 2022 mid. You're looking at a two and a half year fucking running total. Yeah. Well, if they did that for the flu, it would also be like alarming. You'd be like, "Oh my god, there's three and a half million flu deaths." Yet and you're like, "Yeah, but they reset their stats every year." But COVID's still running on the same December 2019. Why are they doing that?
0: It's such because a scam. It's-, it's such a sleight of hand. Like everything. And not only that, but it's like, you know, I ask people, well, how many people have you ever seen sick or keeling over on the street? Like, have you seen any signs of a, of a global pandemic around you? I mean, it, no, it's only in a hospital.
1: Yeah, but you'll get a lot of people who they, they buy into the. They say, like, it's not the man flu. I've had the flu many times in my life, but this time was different. This was <laughs> not the normal flu I'm used to. And you're like, yeah. what, like? You went to a time machine back when you were 15 and had the flu and thought the same thing. No, 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 no. I've got statistical notes. Every time I get the flu, I make a list of notes like this time was different. You're like, well, get out of here. You know, like, come on. It's the flu. You're dying. You're detoxing because you're fucking so toxic. You're dying. And
0: you're always exposed to different toxins. So it's going to feel different. I couldn't
1: different. breathe. You're like, you couldn't breathe last time. That's why you were taking <laughs> antihistamines. <laughs> well, like, you know, they, they, they bought it they're so programmed that they can't yeah. think rationally
0: yeah there's this total psychosomatic thing to it yeah too.
1: like oh no my no i remember every flu i've had you're like you don't even remember what you had for breakfast yesterday <laughs> you're telling you exactly remember the flu symptoms you had when you were 22 get the fuck out of here man
0: yeah
1: but the, you know, see what i'm saying like yeah. they, you know but it sounds great and they love the attention. Like, I had the COVID too. I had you know, yeah, it's a badge of honor Like, there's him. no such test. PCR and, and antigen tests can't detect any such thing as COVID. Yeah. And they're like, But I know it was COVID. And you're like, Well, you're the only one in the world because there isn't even a scientific test that can even tell you that. So it's all psychosomatic, you know, and people are they're crazy. The people are crazy
0: yeah yeah some some will never wake up to it they ne- they'd never want to hear any logic it's uh i just at this point i don't know what to tell those people i just i i hide inside from humanity <laughs> yeah.
1: what did mark twain say what was his quote uh so what, what did mark twain say was it something like it's easier to something like it's easier to oh. fool people than convince them they've been fooled or something yes, like that yeah. is that
0: what it is something like that yeah yeah. I don't have
1: it exactly, but it, it is that like, it's like people's egos are like, because <laughs> if, if you really want to look at this logically and admit that there's a scam going on, the repercussions of that thought are so deep Yeah. because you start going, oh my God, what are they injecting into me? Why are they inject? What did, why'd they lock down my own society and ruin my, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. All these conspiracy theorists might be right. Like, you know what I mean? Can you it's imagine if you, if you don't want to go there?
0: No, it's not comfortable. And I got to tell you, man, from, from researching all this, I think I've gone too deep into the rabbit hole at this <laughs> yeah. point because I feel like I can't. I, I don't know. I feel like I can't be a part of society anymore. It's it's bad. It's just bad. Well, I'm And I I'm mean, like exhausted. You know,
1: I think there's old quotes from people like Marcus Aurelius and shit going back to allegedly 2000 BC. That's another story, whether that's even that old or not. But that's yeah. another rabbit hole. But th- that that sentiment has been around allegedly for thousands of years. They say, you know, the the the, the truth teller will always be rejected by society and will be alone. Yeah. And, and, and allegedly these are thousands and thousands of year old quotes. This is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. We're not facing some new, never before seen struggle. You know, everyone's like, no, this is the shift of the of the ages because nowhere in history. And you're like, this happens all the time in history. Mm -hmm. We're going through the same shit they always went through and always will. Your grandparents went through this in the Great Depression. You know, uh, everyone likes to think like that's another one of these uh, virtue signaling. Our generation is going through the hardest thing in history that all you know like, was uh, me.
0: Yeah. Always yeah, me.
1: our side's doing it too. Our side is virtue signaling like crazy, as if yeah, we're somehow magically going through the worst shit ever in history. You're like, dude, you're not going through shit, man. Like it's just another cycle through of the, the Great Depression. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Go live through World War One and two, you know, and see what the fuck you yeah, come on, man like what's going on now we're all like oh this is so terrible i'm locked in my house you're like yeah but stormtroopers aren't kicking in the door and stabbing you in the forehead with (laughs) this not yet not yet well there's yeah there's that yeah Yeah. but you know what i mean like it's it's more virtue signaling from our side it's like dude you know we at least have a chance to stop this if we all start thinking yeah but you yourself you're obviously trying to wake people up What's your number one stumbling block when you try to wake people up? What gets in your way the most?
0: It's really, it's really come down to some people are receptive to it, and some people just are not. Like some people are not ready for that information. They do not. They don't have the the open mind necessary to hear it. So it's really, it's either just a brick wall or, or like a chain link fence that you have to go through. And I don't bother with the brick walls really anymore because. Yeah. Did you used to though? Yeah, of course I, I tried and and maybe sometimes I still do, but, um, I, I recognize a lot faster now, you know, where my, my energy is, is better used. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: what. Well, what made you stop going for the bricks? If I may ask, why did you stop putting uh, energy there?
0: I mean, I just feel like some people really are, are really closed off. They just don't, they're never gonna, they're never going to go there. They're never going to allow themselves to go there. You know I mean? I mean, I can plant a seed, right. And maybe that'll, maybe it'll grow. I'll walk away and maybe it'll grow. And that's, that's my only hope with those people. But but I know if you're not really ready, you're not really ready to be like intellectually curious, then y- it doesn't matter what I say. It, it truly doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But actually like yesterday, I met a girl in my neighborhood and she started saying stuff that made me think like, oh, this, this girl's on, she knows something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I, ended, I ended up waking her up to germ theory yeah. And like, I, uh, I told her about, you know, uh, uh, the contagion myth, told her to read yeah. the contagion myth. I sent her all this stuff. She's totally cool with it. Un- totally yeah. understands. She's like, so I don't have to wash my hands now. And I'm like, no, wash <laughs> your hands. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't what have to like, though?
1: you don't, you don't. Did you <laughs> give her the secret handshake? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no. But but those are the people, knew, you know, knew, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Vulcan. Um <laughs>
1: But it's great when you meet one of those because it makes it all worth your time, you know? Yeah,
0: right. And it, I, it was so easy. Like, it wasn't hard because she was already halfway there, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas I could have spent like 10 hours and then gotten nowhere with, the, you know, the, the brick wall.
1: Yeah. And I like I, I understand where you're coming from. And for, like, congratulations to you, because that's showing real spiritual growth on your side. I was yeah. talking about this shit in 2008. You know, you can imagine like the David Ikes and all, you know, Jordan Max. These guys were talking about it for 30, 40 years, but I've been talking about this for maybe 14. Yeah. And back then they look at you like you got a head, a second head growing up, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, and it was really like, what the hell? But, you know, it t- I, I didn't I wasn't as smart as you. It took me like 10 years of beating my fucking head against the wall <laughs> trying to break through the bricks like this is the only way through the brick walls. You listen to me, man. Listen to me.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I wish I had figured out quicker what you figured out, which is like, <laughs> them.
0: well, if- I still admire people who try, you know, I can't I can't fault them for it. But because you see some people and you're just like, ah, oh, you poor motherfucker. I mean, wearing two masks out in 90 degree heat, <laughs> yeah, you-,
1: but, you know, so they are. Yeah, it's not your business, you know.
0: Right. It's like you're just going to have to come back and, and do this again until you learn. You know what I mean? Like that's your path. And I understand that now. And I'm sorry. Yeah, it's very
1: hard to let that go. I applaud you for, for I didn't Thank I wasn't you. so quick as you were. To <laughs> out. I went the other way. I did figure out later, as I say now, you know, uh, I, I think of it like a farmer. You know, a farmer doesn't go out and plant the seeds in a- March or April, or whatever, and then stand over the crop till August going, grow, motherfucker, grow. I just planted it, water and you go,
0: like, you know, yeah. he
1: plants the seeds, he waters it every day and he gets the fuck out of there and goes and plants the rest of the field. He yeah. doesn't stand yeah. over there screaming at the seeds and I mistakenly screamed at the seeds for 10 years and now (laughs) the seeds all hate me and they didn't grow because I was giving them Dr. Emoto negative energy. You know, (laughs) I I turned a lot of people off who I could have turned on because I went about it wrong.
0: Yeah. Because I didn't
1: have people like me with experience back then to talk to because I was mm -hmm. one of the first people I knew anyway, who was, uh, you know, waking up to this. So I wished I had had people, you know, who who already (laughs) knew this. Well, it must've been
0: hard. must've been hard back then. I can't imagine, you know, yeah. A lot different. Yeah.
1: But I mean, it's more rewarding now because now things are paying off for me after uh, the struggle, I I believe, is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it forced me to, you know, now, as you know, things are happening for me now that weren't happening back then. And I'm I'm really yeah. making an impact. But I believe I'm stronger because I got through that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know and your I mean. ch- your channel is great. I mean, I can't tell you how helpful it's been to me. And you know, I always send your your films to people, and it's it's so easy to to kind of follow for even you know people who have no yeah. experience in this. And for so. me,
1: like people who have been inspirations and heroes of mine for you know many years now. They're coming to me saying your movie, this is great. Come on my radio show. You know, my heroes. Yeah. Five of my heroes have just come up and said, "I know who you are." I'm like, I didn't. What? <laughs> you know, i mean That's awesome. Come talk to me, and so it, it's worth the perseverance. There's probably something in the Bible about that. I don't get into that, but you know.
0: I was actually going to ask you to get into that if uh, I don't know if you have any opinions on this, but you, you mentioned like, you know, you're into Jordan Maxwell and, and people like that. Mm. Well, uh, that's another rabbit hole for for people that I've, I've recently come to terms with. And I was never super religious, but I kind of like swayed back and forth a little bit. I tend to think it's all another construct and kind of a tool of division. What's your opinion on on the whole religious thing?
1: I really hate to talk about this because I grew up Roman Catholic and I still have a lot of friends who are uh, what I would call biblical literalists. They take the stories literally. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who thinks it's a whole thing's nonsense. And then I have a lot of friends who are esoteric biochemists like myself or masons or theosophists or um, people who, who know the, 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 the metaphors and the parables for the stories. Yeah. So the problem I have with talking about this is I can't please all of them. I'm going to piss two, two out of three off. Right. Right. So all I can say is I respect all of their opinions about it, but my own personal knowledge, what, where I'm at, and this is still my opinion because my knowledge is just, (laughs) my opinion is my knowledge Mm -hmm. based on my understanding of that knowledge and my application of it is that the Bible itself and mythology Greek, Norsk, uh, Roman mythology, um, astrology, astronomy, tarot, all of those sciences, Kabbalah, uh, music, which I'm a musician as well, the electromagnetic scale, uh, scalar wave technology, all this. The Bible is, is uh, how you would, you would describe very advanced sciences to a 10-year-old. You would make stories stories. Because a ten-year-old is not going to understand green shift, blue shift, red shift, blue shift, wave scalar technology, Fibonacci sequences. They're not going to understand what you're talking about Biochemic, biochemical biochemical uh, you know formations from the the a plant or a, a, a fetus turning from Aries the ram or lamb or Abraham the ram the lamb of God into a yeah. full being. They wouldn't understand it. So you would make stories: Noah's Ark, the the, the you know. So my understanding, because of the sciences that I study, is that it's a science Mm -hmm. and it's not bullshit. It's a very advanced science. If you can read the Bible like a theosophist or an esoteric biochemist or a high level mason, not a low level mason, but a high level mason you're talking about a, a, the most genius book ever written. It's like, can, can you explain the most genius science ever written to a 10 year old? They're like, yeah, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. (laughs) I mean, think about that. That's 10 year old wording.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Because if I had to write the Bible, and I'm a very left brain person. Quite often, you know, I would say in the beginning there was cymatic structure and there was water above, and then and when the light electricity beams in, you know, like my, my genesis would have been like 700 pages long. <laughs> this is you see what I'm saying. This is right. written for children to understand, and then the literalists are taking it literally, and you're like, yeah, but the problem with taking that literally is it's written metaphorically. So you can read anything you want into this because it's so, there's no detail whatsoever, you know, take your favorite 1200 page book and break it down to 30 pages and tell me they aren't going to get the plot wrong. See what I'm saying? (laughs) You're going to get something wrong somewhere. Yeah. And that's my take on the Bible because I understand what these stories are talking about from my perspective and knowledge and opinion. I'm not saying the littlest are wrong or everything. I'm just saying, I have another understanding, and it's the greatest goddamn book ever written in the history of this planet. But
0: but a lot of it grinds down to like astrotheology, right? Mm-hmm. No, biochemistry and astrotheology are the same. Okay. Yeah, as okay.
1: above, so below.
0: Mm-hmm. What is the resonance. meaning of that
1: for you? Uh, resonance, as I to- as I talked about before. Okay, your body. The, the the organs of your body are made up of 12 different crystal mineral salts, cell salts, they call them, mm-hmm. right? They each have their own vibration, their own spin. They each have chemical effects, whether they make things colder, hotter, um, whether they make things softer, wetter, immovable, solid, um, whether they make your, your vascular coating hard so that your blood can get through, but things can't get out of your veins, right? like gypsum um, or whether they need to be porous so things can get in and out and this and that. These are all these salts. Well, there happens to be 12 of them and there happens to be 12 Zodiac constellations in the sky. Mm -hmm. There happens to be 12 notes in the music scale, C, C sharp, D, D sharp, E, F, F sharp. There's 12. There happens to be 12 in the electromagnetic spectrum, 12 colors, this and that, right? Mm -hmm. In mythology, there's there's 12 knights of the round table in in King Arthur. There's 12 disciples in the you're right? Yes. So what, what this is talking about is this is talking about as above, in other words, resonance, whatever's happening in the electromagnetic field around us, which they didn't, They're not saying it's the, the constellation Leo is causing this. This is where people get this wrong. Mm -hmm. What the science said is in the month of June, July to early August, which we call Leo, they're saying there's an electric phenomenon in the air because of the sun, the moon, the stars, the planet, the scalar waves, everything, that there is a vibration that's happening in mid July to mid August. That isn't happening any other time of the year. And when that happens, there's a one out of 12 minerals in your body that starts to vibrate with it. And this is either good or bad if you don't have it, or if you had it or need it, right? They're not saying the constellation of Leo is causing your body to do this is saying, no, it's, we just picked the constellation Leo because we noticed at this time of the year, this starts happening in the human body Mm -hmm. and, and then like you know anyone can look at the leo you're like there's no lion up there like if anyone looks at the constellation leo and you say, show me the lion there's not a freaking lion there it's just a bunch of stars some some people have drawn a, a lion in there like color yeah. by numbers you know <laughs> you've seen it yourself the big dippers about the best one you'll ever find where you're like oh i see the pan all the other constellations even orion you're like i see the three stars in the belt but i don't see the guy with the bow like where's the you know so all they were trying to do is say, we noticed that for certain people in a certain month of the year, this phenomenon happens physically and electrochemically in them. And so um, the way we knew this, because we didn't have clocks and calendars and all that crap, is we're, we're going to say that uh, when this happens to these people, this thing we call Orion or Leo or Virgo or whatever is up in the sky. Mm-hmm. So we know when the sun rises in the east into this, picture we've drawn in these fake stars, you know, this color by numbers we've done these people, this is going to happen to them. Not that those stars are causing them. Mm -hmm. See, this is where people get it wrong. It's it's that the whole field is resonating with these people in the best way they could describe it without calendars and and 7000 page books to describe this was to say, when you see the sun rise and that fucking thing up there that looks like, you know, the three belts pointing to Orion, that's when this is happening to people, right? Mm -hmm. So that's esoteric biochemistry. That's what the Bible's talking about. So this is what it, it's, it's an old science. And it's saying, when this happens, these are what you do about it. This is why it's happening. This is what's happening. And there's, it's an electrochemical response. So some people say, well, we look at healing like, uh, Dr. Jerry Tennant, he says healing is uh, uh, electricity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know him, Dr. Jerry Tennant? I don't think so. Okay, well, he breaks healing down to electricity, not pH, not you know, acidic or uh, you know, base blood. He, he's talking about electricity, electrochemical. Okay, but, but that's one way to look at a disease. But then you could zoom out at a molecular level see now you could start talking about acidity you know ph balance this kind of thing you could start talking about it that way then you could zoom out and talk about organs and tissue salts and cell salts then you could come out to vitamins your mind you know so everyone all these different sciences are fighting each other saying no it's the mind no it's electricity no it's a chemical it's no it's the you know no, it, these are just different zoomed in or out descriptions of the same thing. You have an imbalance, however you want to describe an imbalance. You know, Here's a wave. Do you want to describe that wave as this part of the wave or this part of the wave? See mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's electrical disturbance. That's chemical. That's physical. That's me- See what I mean? Yeah, and, and we have this problem that all these sciences are fighting each other. Over trying to, to describe the same thing on just different, uh, I don't know, zoomed out levels, if you know what I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure.
1: But that's what these Bibles and these mythologies are talking about. They're all talking about these imbalances and that the human body, if electricity and air are combined with the right, perfect chemical structure, you have life. And if any of those chains are broken, energy, water, (laughs) chemical structure or electricity, you have death and disease and illness. They're all talking about this. It doesn't matter which one you break or how you want to look at how it got broken. It matters that like if you pull the spark plug out of a car engine and wonder why the car won't run. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Right? It's because the spark plug got pulled out. So it's pretty odd. Now you say like, yeah, but what is a spark plug? It's got ceramic and it's got a metal, you know, you're like, I don't give a shit what the spark plugs made out of the spark plugs missing. And that's, what's causing the disease. And they're like, yeah, but we can replace the ceramics. You know, you've Mm -hmm. got this infighting from all these schools and they're talking about the same exact thing. And because they don't speak each other's language and because the ego Wants your language to be, you know, it's the same. You see with religion, like my God, is, is it Allah, is it Christ? You know, you know yourself, Buddha. Yeah. Like my God's right, your God's wrong. And when you start reading their scriptures, you're like, it's it
0: actually sounds the same. You know, what I mean? it sounds like the same God to me. It's so divisive, too. Like, and I think maybe some of that is by design as well. You know, there' not nothing divides like religion. You know, nothing has caused more. <laughs> death and destruction
1: yeah and i you know if you were very creative and clever as a ruling class religion would be the perfect thing to make up because it's all belief there's no proof
0: mm.
1: so you know if you were a if you were a cunt and a ruling class wanker and wanted to control <laughs> people a religion would be perfect yeah. wouldn't it yeah and now we have the new age religion which there is a lot of There's a lot of scientific fact and esoteric scientific fact in new age, but you know what I'm saying? So that, that, and of course it has to be because if your religion is so ridiculous, (laughs) if you and I just say like, you know, it's the flying toothbrush monster and he's, you know, like if your religion's so ridiculous that people are like, no, I'm not buying it. So it has to, it has to have truths woven in. Yeah, of course it has to. Otherwise, it's people. Nobody would believe it. But I. But if you were to control people, religion, if you could make a clever one that seems so out there that they. And this is what virology is. If you can make this theory, you know that seems so out there that the average person can't understand it, but it sounds pretty damn good because the experts must know better. Isn't that what we're living through right now? This is a, a religion.
0: Oh yeah, science has become a huge religion. Yeah, scientism. Yeah, yeah. Don't science. you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it really is.
1: It's a religion, People and you go can't crazy. question it, which is the worst part about it. Because you, you say, well, isn't the point of science to question everything? But it's yeah. the one thing you can't question. You know, you're a den- You're a science denier. You're like, yeah, I, but I, I say all the
0: time. <laughs> what? All right, go ahead. Go on. Yeah, go. I was just saying, yeah, I say all the time, like science is questioning, you know, like that's the whole point,
1: (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. And they go, you're a science denier. You're like, I'm a questioning denier. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're saying.
0: Right. But then you have people awake to that and then unwilling to question other stuff like religion or, you know, cosmology or, you know, whatever they're they're unable or unwilling The one thing I will say about science is like, unlike
1: religions and other things like that, at least science has the guts to say germ theory, theory (laughs) of gravity, big bang theory, you know, what I mean, theory of evolution, at least they admit it's nonsense, because anyone who looks up the word theory, it's not fact. It's a guess. (laughs) But at least science says that you'll never see a Christian going, uh, "Yeah, I have fucking Jesus theory." <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what I mean? true. So uh, I at least give science that credit. At least they admit they're full of shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, of the other
1: ones do. <laughs> that's
0: hilarious. It's true. They say, yeah,
1: but you know, when you ask them, they say. Yeah, we call it a theory, but it's a theory, but it's a very educated theory. And you're like, on what? If it were that educated, it would be proven. It wouldn't be a 300. How hard is it to prove a 300 year old idea? If it's true, how hard is it to prove the sky is blue? You just ask 100 people, hey, look up today. What color is the sky blue? It's blue. It's not that fucking hard. But these, yeah. all these theories, they've been at it for 300 years. And you're like, be, no, but it's our best guess we got. And then, well, that, then it means you don't know shit and you won't admit it. <laughs> you don't know where you live or how it works. You don't know what the hell's going on and you won't admit it. So you make up all this, oh, uh, Stephen Hawking, the Big Bang. <laughs> there was nothing and a pinprick exploded into everything. And you're like, well, there was, if there was nothing, where did the pinprick come from?
0: Yeah, that's what I say. Nothing. It was. I call it the fart in space. Space. (laughs) (laughs) Just a cosmic fart created everything.
1: Oh, and the universe is expanding. You're like, says who? Like, show me any proof. Like, "Ah." (laughs) is it because your telescopes are getting better and you can see farther? No, it couldn't be that. (laughs) They,
0: They still, they still can't even really see planets, right? They're just like pixelated nothing's almost you right? see them with
1: a p900 camera we see them all yeah. they look nothing like their drawings you know like yeah yeah so you know they, they just make up they, they're not looking for truth they're looking for any nonsense they can say to make their theory seem correct
0: right same with yeah.
1: germ theory you know, you've seen with these virology. They're like, oh yeah, we got, it didn't look like a virus particle, so we put trypsin in there, and then it looked like a virus particle. Yeah. After they it ate down. it
0: away just right. <laughs> yeah, but
1: you're like, yeah, you put a chemical that dissolved the protein coating around it until yeah. it got spiky, and went, oh yeah, spike protein. Insane. Get out of here, you know. It's crazy, and and I think it's I, I, it's okay that we believe it. The problem is those perpetrating it. I get why we believe it. Tom Cowan said, you know, the, the problem is the general public is scientifically illiterate.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And that is, he's he nailed that. That is the problem. So it's not our fault that we don't get it. It's the people who are doing those kind of experiments and going, yeah, 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 yeah. Publish the paper. But of yeah. course they don't get paid if they don't,
0: you know, yeah.
1: a commission hired you to prove that patient X in Australia had a coronavirus. And shit, we took the $300,000 and couldn't find a coronavirus. Fuck, how are we going to get paid? Well, oh, let's put <laughs> some trips in, in there and make it look like a
0: coronavirus. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got a gun to their head. I mean, it's so it's all confirmation bias at this point. At, the, exactly. It's yeah. it's only confirmation bias.
1: Yeah. And and that's how the only way they get paid because, the, you know, they, got, they can't let down the daddy's pay, you know, daddy's paying us.
0: The whole thing is a, is a conflict of interest, and I don't, I don't know how people don't see it. Um, it's insane. Um, and I wanted to ask you to sort of um, wrap this up. Where do you see the whole COVID thing going at this point? Um, you know, we have sort of a reprieve right now, kind of. I mean, there's still stuff happening in the background. I mean, they're injecting kids here in New York City. Um, do you think there's going to be a comeback in the fall or are they going to, are they going to let COVID kind of go into like this endemic thing? Where do you see this all headed?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I don't know, cause it would only be my speculation, you know, based on what they do. So I, you know, it's actually pointless to ask me, but my opinion is, um, they want agenda 21. They are looking for the UN Agenda 21, great reset, fourth industrial, whatever you want to call this. You're all stuck in cities and smart grids. You're monitored, everything you do, digital cash, no movement without knowing what you did, all your biometrics monitored, everything, no no gas cars, your electric cars will stop at 200 miles out and you won't be around and maybe robots will hunt you down or whatever it's going to like. So when you know what they're up to, the vehicle they've been trying to, they had two vehicles so far. They always have ABC to bring this in, and they admit this. In fact, Carol Quigley, the professor from Harvard, was writing about this in Tragedy and Hope back, you know, 60 years ago or 80 years ago. He admitted it was going to be NGOs, medical tyranny, the WHO. He, he already talked about this way before all this. So when you know that, you say, all right, well, they tried climate change, and people weren't having it. So now they're going with pandemics and it seems to work like this is the best success that I've seen them have. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like climate change, nobody really was like, fuck off. But With with this pandemic it's the first time people really went, oh, my God, I might die from a particle that's never been proved. So that's the modus operandi to get us into this is going to be pandemic lockdowns, lock, fuck virus or climate lockdown, food shortage, power cut lockdown, food shortage, power cut, lockdown, food shortage, power cut. That's the game to get us into the thing. So even if we stop this, if everyone in the world starts researching germ theory and says, all right, there's no virus. Therefore we can't have a COVID lockdown in a COVID track and trade, you know, like a a track and trade. Well, then they're going to, then they're going to go to climate change. And if everyone says, "Oh no no, it's colder than it was back in 1970," you know, then they're going to go to fucking food shortage, and then, you know, so they're they're going ahead. I there's no way to stop where this is going because people are they're just not they don't they don't want to deal with this. But what my point is, we can delay this by having at least like don't inject yourself with some meaningless piece of shit technology that's putting. You know, nanoparticles in you and killing people and maiming. You know, like yeah. it, it, at least let's force them to go to back to the climate change or whatever other nonsense, bioterror. You know, whatever whatever other excuse they have. I, my point is like, shut them down now, just for your own health, because yeah. there's no they they want depopulation. That's a huge part of Agenda 21. And okay, if you want to, like you know whatever your views are, if you're Christian, you go to heaven. If you like Buddha, you reincarnate, you know, life's eternal. No matter, no matter what you subscribe to, either it's eternally black, you go to heaven or you come back here, whatever Like it's, it, this is just one little flash in the pan. So I'm not worried about all the people who are going to die from this because everyone's been dying all the time. The only thing you can guarantee when you're born is you're going to die. <laughs> so it doesn't bother me that millions of people are dying from this. What bothers me is they shouldn't have had to early if they knew what was what there's no point in dying at 28 with a heart attack or seven or 22. When you're a healthy professional football player, when you would have made it to 80, you know, like you just lost 70 years of the fun. So if they're going to do this shit to us, at least let's not let them do it through this, you know, don't let them kill you early Mm -hmm. when you had a really long, fun, nice life and experience to have you know, fuck off. There's you're not going to get sick. You're not going to get grandma sick. You're no experiment in the history of the world has ever made you or grandma sick or prove there's a particle in the air flying around. They've all disproved it. At least then we can force them into climate change. Now then we take control because right now they're using germ bullshit to bring in what they want to bring their agenda. Oh, and then it's going to be spars and whatever the next thing is. Mm. Yeah. So they're telling us how they're going to hurt us into the, into the, the gates. Yeah. At least if we say, Nope, not with viruses, you have to go climate change. Now we've just taken control and redriven the herd. And when we do that, they are no longer in control. We are. And if we have a plan for how we stop them at that gate, see, yeah, we have to take the control back. And the only way to do that is to know what they're doing, know the scam and redirect their plan so they are on the defensive, not the offensive. And people, I've heard this all the time. People say to me, oh, yeah, but Steve, uh, there are secret societies. They've been planning this since 1776 with the Illuminati or, you know, 1820 with the Rhodes Foundation and Table. And how are we going to beat them? They've been planning this in 50-year chunks since 1880. You know And I'm like? Because... These dumbasses are using the same stupid ass playbook they were using in 1918 with the Spanish flu. They're dumb. Our side has geniuses who are intellectually 1000 times their superior and don't stick to playbooks. We can make a playbook in 3 seconds that is far superior to the same dumbass plan they've been playing on us for 200 or 300 years. Mm-hmm. They can't fuck with that. Like you I don't I don't need to be 200 years ago. I I can make a plan tomorrow or in 10 minutes. That's better than their plan because they're messing with people who are spiritually and intellectually way beyond where they're at. I These that. people are stupid. Would you agree that the stuff they do is so predictable?
0: It is. Yeah. To, to a certain extent, they are, they are kind of stupid in their like kind of creativity, I guess. Um, They have none. There's no what creativity
1: using the same plan for 200 years. Yeah, it's
0: the same plan. I mean, they are. I mean, they're kind (laughs) of evil geniuses at the same time, though. I mean, some of the stuff is so intricate, you know. But uh, but I know what you're saying. I don't (laughs)
1: disagree there. But what I what I think is that. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. What I'm saying Mm is. We're saying the word genius as opposed to what they're doing. As if a genius is like something special. But actually, when you look how stupid their playbook is, the genius isn't really that intelligent these days. It's probably like a 122 IQ. (laughs) So (laughs) you know what I mean? Definitely gone down. It's like the Princess Bride. You keep saying this word genius. I don't think it means what you think (laughs) it means. (laughs) (laughs) I think that our side is uh, spiritually, intellectually, so far evolved from them that uh, we are not stunted by a 200 year disadvantage in planning. We will crush them, and you know if you get into hermetics, it always works out that way. We'll never win. They'll never win. It will always balance out. But they are messing with the wrong people. We are going to crush them this time, and I'll tell you, I promise you that
0: we are going to crush them. I hope so, man. I really do. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. Count the seconds. It's coming. You can see it.
1: You can see it. I can't wait They're failing all the time. They they win, you know, it's like war, but you know, we, I've been, I've been watching this for decade plus more and I thought we'd be screwed already, but it's not. There's so many people waking up fighting back, sticking wrenches in their plans and they're so stupid. They don't actually have a counter plan that's intelligent.
0: Yeah. And I think they rely on a lot of that fear to kind of drive things forward for them. And, um, sometimes that doesn't always catch on luckily you know what i mean
1: and a lot of people lost the fear
0: yeah right because they need you perception in- they need the perception for a lot of it yeah
1: if you lived in communist china right now or bolshevik russia you know in the 1930s and they had this technology would you and i be sitting here having this chat no <laughs> have, you know what i mean you'd have the You'd have the Stasi breaking down your door as we're talking. <laughs> yeah, You know what I mean? For we we sure. would never have this chat back then. Absolutely. So do you see what I'm saying? So they bit yeah. themselves in the ass because they put this technology into spy on us. That's what the internet is. Like people think, oh, isn't that funny? It's free. It, a, a friend of mine said, you know, he said like, if you threw away your phones and computers today, they'd be free tomorrow. You wouldn't be paying eight grand for an iPhone tomorrow, they'd be free because they want you to have them because that's how they're spying on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The only reason we're paying eight grand for them is because we, we want them to do it. If we all said fuck them and threw them in the garbage, they'd give them away free tomorrow. Just like your phone subscription. You remember how expensive it used to be to call people? Yeah. Now look at your phone package. It's like unlimited data. You know, what I mean? you could call. You can call some lady in Siberia and, you know, it's free. (laughs) How how is that? What is free in this world? Nothing. No. Why are these data packages all free and give you everything you ever want? Because they're looking at you.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yep. So, but the the thing they cut their foot off was they didn't know we were going to be having chats like this over the free technology. (laughs) You see what I mean? It's like a double-edged sword. They wanted to spy on us, but they didn't know we were going to be using this to expose them. So now they're going, holy shit, what do we do? You know, we're scaring the hell out of them. I can promise people listening, like, if you think there's no hope, you are wrong. We are, we are going to whoop their ass, and that is the
0: truth. All right. Well, I like it. That's a good, uh, <laughs> that's a good place to end it for me. We're going to whoop their ass, and uh, I look forward to that. Thanks for... Um, yeah for whooping their ass with space busters and, um, and coming on a light on to help me whoop their ass. I appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll end the recording here, but you can hang out for a few, if you want. Excellent. Um, But thank you so much for, for, uh, for coming by, man.
1: Thanks for having me, brother. It was great fun, man. We'll do it
0: again. Sure. I would love it. All right. (laughs) The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.